It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have any questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game, homecoming against Purdue, a 2.30 kick at Kinnick Stadium, Iowa about a two and a half point favorite. And my guest today covers Purdue for goldenblack.com. It's Mike Carmen. Mike, thank you again for the time. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah, you know, before we dive into this year's uh, matchup, Iowa fans dreaded seeing Jeff Brom on the opposing sideline. How different are things this year under new head coach Ryan Walters? They're different. Uh, you know, Purdue still throws the ball around a little bit. and uh, But it's, you know, Ryan Walters is a defensive guy, and that's his emphasis. Um, and just with the new coaching staff and 19 players out of the transfer portal, uh, it's just kind of a different vibe and a different situation. I don't, I don't know if Ryan Walters uh, has the, will have the same mojo success against Iowa that Jeff Brom did, or maybe Jeff Brom left the secrets to beating Iowa in his death. Uh, so we'll, we'll see about that. But it, it, it's different. Uh, but there, you know, some characteristics about Purdue's program that should never change, and uh, you know about the quarterback and, and things like that. So. I think you'll see you'll still still see some of that stuff, but um, you know, kind of a different philosophy now for Purdue. You know, the, the team broke out of a bit of a scoring slump last week, put up 44 against Illinois. What what clicked last week for the offense? Uh, the running game got going, um, and they were able to have uh, a lot of success. They got their three backs involved. Each one of them scored a touchdown. Uh, they took advantage of some turnovers. Um, and, you know, the other part of it, the equation is Illinois, Illinois is just not that good right now. So Purdue was able to take advantage of some of their mistakes, uh, get some pressure on the quarterback, uh, disrupt what they were trying to do offensively, and, um, and, and controlled both lines of the scrimmage really well. And, that's, you know, the strength of Illinois is their defensive line, and Purdue uh, almost rushed for 200 yards. Uh, and I didn't think that was going to happen before the game. But, you know, credit to Purdue and the offensive line. They've got some couple of their guys back that they, they didn't have earlier in the year. So maybe that maybe that group is uh, getting ready to, to hit a, uh, a stretch of consistent play. Hawkeye fans uh, spent a lot of time with Tyrone Tracy at wide receiver. Might be surprised to see him at running back for the Boilermakers. Uh, how, how has he been? And obviously that running game, as you just said, is, has been a big reason for the success uh, recently. Well, I think Tyrone has established himself as the number one running back ahead of Devin Mockabee. Mockabee's had some fumble issues the last three games, and the production has, has put out there uh, puts him in the number one spot, in, in my opinion. And uh, over yards last week, and he's just, you know, that's his natural position. That's where he feels more comfortable. That's what he did in high school, among other things. And, you know, he's, as you know, bounced around a little bit between receiver and running back. But, you know, Purdue has, has found a home for him at running back, and he, he just seems to be uh, excelling right now. How has the passing offense looked? Uh Hudson Tard's had some really good moments. Uh, he had some struggles 
uh, as they got into Syracuse and Wisconsin. Uh, you had some fumbles, uh, you know, maybe an interception here or two. Um, but, you know, he, he definitely he's a guy that, that has the talent. You know, th- to me, what holds this passing game back compared to what maybe Iowa fans are used to seeing with Purdue with Brom is they don't have that NFL caliber big receiver that uh, you saw with, with Brom. You know, Rondo Moore wasn't a big receiver, but he, extremely talented. You had David Bell, uh, Charlie Jones. Uh, they don't they don't have that. They have, you know, the fastest guy in the team is Deion Burks. Uh, and he's he's a good receiver, and they they don't play a whole lot of receivers. They play basically three, um, and I think Hudson Carr needs to kind of elevate their play a little bit, and they need to come through and make some plays as well. But you know the passing games have been okay. I think there's another level or two for that passing game to to go after. Uh, you know maybe this week they they increase the production there. Defensively, what players or position groups have have stood out so far this season? Well, the linebackers. Uh, Especially the outside linebackers, uh, Kydron Jenkins and Nick Scorton, I think are their two best players. And you know Jenkins has, you know, been banged up a little bit. He missed the second half of the, uh, I think the Wisconsin game, uh, but he's back playing. Those are their two guys, their edge guys, that really need to get some pressure on the quarterback and protect the edge. The one problem that Purdue has had defensively here in the first month is keeping quarterbacks from running wild outside. You know, Garrett Schrader did it against Syracuse. Tanner Mordecai did it a little bit with Wisconsin. Uh, I don't know if Iowa's massive quarterback will be doing that <laughs> this week or not, but, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of been their issue. And their secondary a freshman, Dylan Thieneman, is the, the, the free safety. You will see him line up. Uh, basically in the state of Illinois. He's that far off the line of scrimmage. Uh, but he, he's very fast. He can, he can come in and uh, be a spy on a quarterback. He can also uh, help contain the edge a little bit. Uh, so uh, they've got some pieces there. Uh, they don't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback um, here in the first month of the season, but that, that needs to change a little bit uh, going in. And just uh, Yanni Karloftis, brother of George Karloftis, which I, you know, I, I know uh, Iowa fans are familiar with. Oh yeah, he probably had, he probably had his best game of his career last week against Illinois, and he should get uh, a little bit more playing time uh, this week based on that. You know, Iowa's going to play the way Iowa always plays: uh, ball control, lean on defense and special teams, try to limit turnovers, uh, create turnovers defensively. Uh, when you when you kind of know what you're expecting from Iowa, what's the biggest key to this game for Purdue? Well, it's it's it's, it's going to be the key with every game with Purdue and really every team. They they just can't turn the ball over. Um, they can't give Iowa extra opportunities, short fields, and you know Purdue has to prevent Iowa's defense and or special teams from scoring. And I mean, you guys know. <laughs> You guys know the game plan for Iowa. <laughs> they can get a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. Their chances of winning go through the roof. And Purdue's got to prevent that. That means limiting the turnovers, limiting the mistakes, uh, being sound on, on special teams. And with, you know, they're facing a new quarterback, a guy that doesn't have a lot of experience. You, you know, he did play the whole, mostly the whole game last week, but still. Uh, can they rattle him? Can they put him in some uncomfortable uh, positions?
positions uh, where he has to make plays through the air uh, on third down. So, you know, all those things wrapped up, you know, you're probably looking at a lower scoring game again, because Iowa probably will play it closer <laughs> to the vest than they normally do because of some of the newness at the quarterback position. But, you know, it's kind of, you know, Purdue, Purdue has a small margin for error and they got to make sure that they don't you know, give Iowa some extra chances to beat them. Well, it should be an interesting game, if, if not the most entertaining game, but Iowa fans are used to that. Uh, he is Mike Carmen. You can check out his work at goldenblack.com and follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore Carmen. Mike, thank you as always for the time. I appreciate it. Thank you. So there it is. No more Jeff Braun, but still a formidable Purdue team coming in. And, uh, you know, this is as it's been the last couple of seasons. It feels like this is more about Iowa than it is about Purdue. Uh, can this offense find a way to score? Can the defense and special teams play great? And can the Kinnick crowd uh, make an impact like it has so many times in the past? We'll have this game covered uh, as well as media days and everything else going on at HawkeyeNation.com. Check that out. I'll be back on Thursday with Joe Schmelka and the Hawkeye Nation radio show. And uh, we're going to have some fun. Thank you so much for listening and go Hawks.